It is the ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. And Tanitra, man, it is so much going on. We have, you know, opening day coming up. And, you know, in the second segment, we're going to talk about the expectations for the Braves. What are you expecting from the Braves this year? And last but not least, ooh, is it IG versus phone number? We'll talk about that and for the culture. But before we get that, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on your computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. This is the new age stuff, right? When you're able to just get to exactly what you want to be able to do, and you don't have to worry about whether it's in stock or not, or it's whether it's on back order, you can save save time and money with using Rock Auto. Um, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. We already know we support Small businesses on this show, that's for sure. Serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Now, here's what I want you all to do. After you kind of gave you some information about Rock Auto, here's what I need you to do. Go to rockauto.com right now. Yes. After you finish watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in, in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we, Jarvis, and Tanitra sent you there, right? Locked on in the how'd you hear about us box. And they'll let us let them know that we sent you there. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. T, it is opening day. It's here. It is. Getting ready to go. Max Freed is on the mound. Man, what, what else can you, what can you ask for, right? I know it is exciting because we've kind of waited with bated breath. There were moments where we wondered if the season would even start because of the lockout that started back in December. And then finally it was like a light switch went on and okay, we're ready to go. And there's spring training and there's grapefruit league play. And now it's opening day and 14 teams are teeing up, but here in the a, we are all about one team and one team only. And that is the world champion the defending champion atlanta Braves. so yeah exciting day here in the a as they're going to hoist the pennant tonight over at truest park and i'll be on that side of town just kind of peeping in and checking out checking it all out i, I think it's going to be fun but yeah very very excited to see that because you and i both we're not just reporters who cover the braves but we are admittedly fans yes no doubt about it when you talk about how it's just really just so exciting like you said, with the lockout being on, with 99 days, things being pushed mm-hmm. back, I just it just really feels good, you know, to yeah. be able to say, hey, it's about to go down. Here it is. The Braves are here. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see Matt Olson, you know, mm-hmm. take his take his uh his friendly place over there at first base, you know, and and, and be, another thing is is just how is it that people are going to feel about Freddie Freeman not being there. He has yeah. been there for so long, essentially the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's going to feel, you're going to feel, a lot of people are going to feel some type yeah. of way, I believe, that's not seeing him over there in the beginning, but 
I need, I believe that Matt Olson is probably going to start raking. And once he yes. does that, I think people are going to try to kind of move on from Freddie Freeman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Winning fixes everything. So, yeah, as soon as he starts showing his wares, that, that we're always going to think of Freddie at first base. That's never going to go away. But I think that's going to be a salve to the wound once you see that Alex Anthopoulos did it again made right. a an amazing and, and just a really, really shrewd move to get Matt Olson. And, and I believe Braves fans are going to be pleased with it eventually. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Max Freed is on the mound against the Cincinnati Reds. You know, there's so many events going on at Truist Park with, with the rings, the replica rings. I, I brought that up the other day. Let's see if we can get us a replica ring. I don't know how, you know, how to do it. And I got to tell you about a little bit later on in the for the culture tee. Like, I don't know about these Waffle House golf shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we can definitely revisit the Waffle House golf shoes. But, yeah, you can, if you want a replica ring, if you will, there's a way to get it. You should probably go to Braves.com because then they'll tell you all the details about it as it relates to which games you need to go to in order to get the replica. But they've got a lot um, on deck for the four-game series versus the Reds. Another team that has a lot on deck. They have exactly two games left in the season. The Atlanta Hawks, they taking on the Wizards last night, 118-103. Team yes. when I saw Trey Young by himself going at 11-point streak, <laughs> consecutive point streak uh, at the end of the third quarter last night. I was like, oh, yeah, I think the Hawks got this one down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And one of the things – that I was really excited about. And I talked about that in my pregame as well as halftime. And that was really just focusing on two things. Number one, you just really did not want Kristaps Porzingis and Rui Hachimura to get hot, uh, especially from the perimeter. You know, they're, they're bigs that have a nice touch from deep. So you really did not want them to get hot. And the other thing is the, the uh, Wizards actually are effective on the offensive boards. So, of course, the Hawks had had trouble with the Raptors in that space, so I wanted to really see what they were going to do. And it was not a bad they, – they did okay in the first half, but really in the second half, that's where they needed to clamp down because Porzingis was just stepping back and hitting threes from everywhere. And then in that second half, totally – different ball game, but also something that Trey Young talked about from an offensive perspective and why he was able to do that. And you and I have been talking about this since we started the show, and that is just his continued maturity, his continued ability to have the vision and have awareness. So once he saw the switch and he saw that Porzingis was kind of playing deep or playing back, he took advantage of that. And then, it, like you said, it was just, it was a wrap from there. It was a wrap. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, that's what you like to see. You like to see the bigs getting ball. It's like it's it's something about when that pick and roll gets going on their offense, and when yes. they use that as a kickstarter, a fire starter, so to believe, so to speak, with when it comes to their their offense for the Hawks, mm -hmm. it just seems like everything just goes so much more smoothly. Like they're moving the ball around. You know, they're work playing off of the pick and roll, and mm -hmm. for some strange reason. The Wizards started, the Wizards big started backing off Trey. So yeah. you know, he was like, oh, you're going to give me the wide open shot? Don't worry about it. I'm going to take that. I appreciate you. And and I think that when you see things like that go down, it it, it just it inspires me. And mm -hmm. defensively, that's where they kind of stepped it up in the second half last night as well. And, yeah. you know, when the Hawks are playing, I'm not really concerned about the offense too much getting going. Right. But when they're playing defense, it seems mm -hmm. like, 
that kind of gets them to play even better on offensively, which they're it, already really good at anyway. Yeah, it does. Because every time they boxed out and they were able to get the rebound, it was like fast break, fast break. We're going to get back and we're going to make you pay and we're going to make you pay quickly. So like you said, whether that was, you know, a quick move down the court and then kind of slowing down to set up that pick and roll or whether it was that vision to say, oh, I see the open man. I'm just going to do an outlet pass and let it run. A lot of outlet passes last night and it paid dividends, whether it was with Clint Capella or Anyeka Okongwu. So it was good to kind of see that flow. But yeah, the Hawks built from the first quarter on through, they just kept improving on defense because they were getting the Wizards to turn the ball over at a clip of like eight turnovers in the first quarter to get 14 points off those turnovers. And that was another area where we wanted to see them get back on. And you know what? Quietly, they've been able, they will pick your pocket in a heartbeat. They will, they will pick your pocket in a heartbeat. So there are some things there that the Hawks can continue to build on as they get ready for a showdown in Miami tomorrow night. And of course, they've got the Rockets as their last game Sunday. But on that same token, we like what we saw because it was a win, but yeah. also it was a win that says, hey, you are still in control of your postseason destiny. Win these last two games. That's the starting point. You win the yeah. last two games so that you can definitely be comfortably seated, hopefully in that eight spot, but you still have a shot at seven. Now, what this means for the Hawks is not that they have not given Miami some trouble this season as well, and we've been competitive with them, but that may be a possibility where they sit their starters, if you will, because once they've clinched, you don't want to get in a situation where someone gets injured, right? And that right. may be something to take advantage of on coupled with the fact that the Hawks will at least have a day of rest before they travel to Miami versus Miami having to come back from Toronto, go through customs, so on and so forth. And that can just really wear a team down. Indeed. And last but not least, T, uh, Tiger Woods. He teed off at 11 4 yes. I know you're supposed to uh, uh, tee off earlier, but they pushed it back due to the weather, the inclement weather. And as of right now, as we sit here recording this, yes. ATL day ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. He is currently even through four holes. So, uh, hey, not bad. Not bad for a Tiger. And we're going to be continuing to update you throughout either today and tomorrow uh, for what to see what's going on with Tiger. And uh, because, you know, we all we love Tiger here on this show on ATL day ones. But coming up next, does Ronald Cunha not like Freddie Freeman? And we confirmed it on an Instagram live. Oh man, Instagram getting all the love on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Nietzsche. That's next. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I'm Tanitra here with my boy Jarvis, and we are glad that you are joining us once again, especially on an opening day for the Braves. We'll say that over and over because we're excited about opening day for the Braves, regardless of what topic we're talking about. But we will be deep diving into Braves, by the way. But before we deep dive into Braves, want to remind you guys to check us out on YouTube, all audio platforms. I mean, any and all audio platforms, but you can check out our entire network of podcasts for uh, Locked On Sports Atlanta via YouTube. When you go there, make sure you give us a follow, like, and subscribe to our channel. But before we get into some serious and interesting intriguing Braves talk. I want to talk to you guys about betonline.net. So betonline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. 
You can find out all of the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds. So you may want to check out the over-under of Tiger Woods and whether or not he's going to get past the opening round, if he's going to get to the final round, just all of those interesting and exciting aspects of what's going on down in Augusta. Also, you can find out the latest sports developments for podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Now, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head to that website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. And I am looking because there are some interesting things that you can bet on even here when we think about the Hawks and the fact that they are watching the standings in the Eastern Conference to see if they're going to end up with the eighth seed or end up in the seventh seed. A lot of that will be dictated by what happens in other games, such as Raptors Sixers, which is going down tonight. And the Raptors versus 76ers spread is Raptors plus one and a half. So you definitely want to consider that because that could have some implications for the Hawks, depending on how it turns out. And with Celtics and Bucks, another really critical game in the Eastern Conference, Bucks minus six. So again, go to the website, bet online where the game starts. Now, speaking of starts, this is the start of the Major League Baseball season. 14 teams are playing today, including our Atlanta Braves. They're going to take on the Reds in a four-game series that starts today. Now, we know that they're going to have some new faces on the field, including Matt Olson at first base. So exciting to see what he's going to do. And eventually, they will have some old faces maybe out in center field right now. I think it'll be Adam Duvall, but eventually it will be Ronald Acuna. But in the beginning... He, of course, is on the IL, and he's going to slowly make his way back on the DH. Wish we could tell you that that's the end of what we're going to talk about as it relates to Ronald Acuna, just what is he going to do in that DH role this year, and how is he going to look when he returns? But like Jarvis said, this is going to be an IG-heavy day. (laughs) We're going to start right here, right now, with some very – interesting, intriguing, and even head-scratching comments that Ronald Acuna Jr. made about Freddie Freeman. Now, in a nutshell, Acuna went IG Live, and as a part of his conversation and commentary, he went on and on and on and on about Freddie Freeman, how there was essentially a rift between them, how he didn't like how Freddie spoke to people, and just kind of really dug into what is shocking because all you've ever heard about Freddie is how much of a leader he is, how calm mm-hmm. and cool he is, how he really kept that team together and just really kept everything moving. Even when they were at their low point last year, when they were winning a game, losing a game, winning a game, losing a game, he was the glue that kept it all together in the clubhouse. So Jarvis, this is interesting to me because number one timing, number yeah. two, why did you feel the need to go to to take to social media to share this information? Because we try to keep that in the family. And right. three, could this be a possible sneak peek into chemistry issues within the clubhouse that could derail the Braves possibly getting back-to-back pennants? And you know what? I, I think it's a matter of, you know, and just he was doing an interview with Yancine Poulos, um, and I, you know, me when I first saw it, I was like, oh, okay, some Reddit guy, but no, this dude is legit. Yes, he's, he's a legit. Very, very proud account. He's followed by Buster Olney, 
And, yes. you know, I think a lot of times it has to do with Ronald was comfortable, you know, and, you know, yes. they were speaking, yes. you know, speaking the native tongue and, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually his words had to be translated. So, yes. you know, just to kind of go into like what he actually said, he said, I won't miss Freddie Freeman. We mm-hmm. had friction. He didn't care when I when I was plump. We all know that was a big issue about yes. his teammates protecting him when mm-hmm. uh, when he got hit by the Marlins. This seemed yes. to be the culprit over and over, yes, over and over again. And um, so he was like, Freddie was overbearing, and he wasn't mm-hmm. someone I could talk to ever. So, I, but here I think it's just a matter of that's that's how he feels. I don't mm-hmm. think this is really that big of a deal to be, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna hurt anybody going forward i yeah. think it's just a matter of like you said the timing i think the timing mm-hmm. is bad i for it to come out the night before before yeah. you know opening day you know so it, it's just i think the timing is bad and mm-hmm. I, I think that, that when ronald cunha you know expresses his feelings i mean i think you just kind of take it for what it is i don't think you need to yeah. take it for anything that can really just fester and like, hey, why mm-hmm. don't you like Freddie? I think it was just, hey, that's how it feels. Because a lot of times, right. you know, there's a communication gap between the Latin yeah. players and the American best and, and the white players. So when you have that, a lot of things can get misconstrued about mm-hmm. Freddie being overbearing. That can be said, right. somebody from America is like, oh, he's just super friendly. And that's yes. how we is. And that's how we right. look, you see Freddie Freeman. Or he just drives hard. He yeah, drives exactly. yeah. He's yeah. the guy who played every day. Freddie did not take a day off. So right. maybe that, to your point, translates in another culture, especially with a laid back guy like Ronald Acuna Jr. Right. versus Freddie Freeman. That may translate into overbearing. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with that because overbearing could also be driven, which could also get you a World Series title. There you go. And, you know, Michael Jordan is probably the most overbearing athlete we've ever met. <laughs> we'll come to find out in the, the documentary and on the last dance. So, hey, mm-hmm. we found out Mike was very overbearing to the American people, too. So I, yeah. I don't, I'm not really too concerned about this when, when it comes to the effect it's going to have uh, going forward. But I, mm-hmm. I just really think that, you know, we should take it exactly for what it is. Cause like you said, nephew Ronnie is, doesn't seem like a malcontent. I don't yeah, think no. so. I don't think that's what the, the case. And, you know, Freddie doesn't seem like a guy that he doesn't like Latin players or whoever, however they yeah. want to, you know, fix this thing and try to make it seem uh, a certain way. I don't mm-hmm. think you should look at it like that. I think it's just a matter of his man was comfortable in the interview yeah. um, with, uh, with Pujols. Mm-hmm. And he just was giving his thoughts and feels about how things went down. So, and that's okay because we're mm-hmm. talking about professional athletes. Both of yes. them checks cleared. Hey, I don't have to like you wholeheartedly no. in order to play with you. That does right. that's not real life. You know, there's a lot of men right. in the locker room, and hey, they have their way and how they do things, and people want to do mm-hmm. things their their way. And Ronald yeah. Cunha didn't think that Freddie Freeman's way, and when it involved him. He didn't think that worked. So, I mean, I'll have much. Yes. yes. And so when you look at that perspective, and I'm sure if there is an issue, I don't doubt that Brian Snicker and Alex Anthopoulos will make sure that that issue is addressed and nipped in the bud before it becomes an issue. So agreed with you. I, I think unless, 
unless we find out more disparaging information that about Freddie or more to the story or what have you, I think that is something that will eventually go away and allow the Braves to reset for the rest of this season. And speaking of that, what are your expectations of this Braves team quickly in terms of what you think of them as possible back-to-back champions, starting a dynasty, how they're going to look for the next three to five years? Are we talking about a dynasty in terms of pennants? Or does this feel like, hmm, I want to wait and see if this might be a version of the 90s Braves one World Series? Yeah, you know what? I'll look at it like this. They only they have the tools to mm-hmm. to to become a dynasty. They mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. you know because this hasn't been done since the Yankees did it back in the uh, late nineties as far yes. as you know back to back World Series champions. So obviously mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be really it's a difficult hard thing. To yeah, yeah, it's going to be really hard. But I do think that it is ha- they have the capability. They have the tools mm-hmm. to be able to do it with the bullpen in addition to the bullpen, even with the loss of right. Jackson. I do think mm-hmm. they have the ability to be able to compete for a World Series. I think they can be the best team in the National League to at least get into the World Series. And once they get there, hey, who knows what can happen? Maybe they mm-hmm. face the Dodgers in the NLCS and, yes. and we can have this conversation. <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do think they have the tools um, moving forward. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. And we shall see what happens. But when we come back, more IG talk. We'll go in a different direction about how you use IG in your personal space. But you want to know what we think? And if you want to know what Jarvis thinks and what Tanitra thinks about how you should take your drink down, come back and we'll see you on the other side. It's ATL Day Ones. It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Yes. T, I don't know about you, but I really just want to say I appreciate the viewers you know, they've been really, really supporting us so far, like as far as Locked, locked On Sports Atlanta as a whole and mm-hmm. ATL Day Ones with, with Jarvis and Tanitra. They've been liking, they've been subscribing. But guess what, y'all? I'm going to continue to ask for more. Like yes. and subscribe. Locked On Sports Atlanta. It's like a big old mall. You can come in there, you can get A to Z with Mark Steno. You can get mm-hmm. Eddie R with John Chuckery. And you can get us. Like, we know you love us. I like you yeah. love us. You know, in my Snoop Dogg voice. <laughs> so, yeah, make sure you follow, also follow us, on, follow us on all audio platforms because we're on every last one of them. Make sure you go do that and download these episodes because, hey, we're going to give you this heat every yes. single day. So, yeah, uh-huh. I appreciate you doing it. But, hey, let's keep doing it. Let's keep this thing rolling. Let's keep this train moving because we're trying to do some big things over here at Locked On Sports Atlanta mm-hmm. team. Speaking of, you know, Atlanta, you know, the culture, you know, this is for the culture. And, you know, you have had some experiences in the past few days that we talked about on yesterday's show. Go check that out so you can catch up. Like, you can't miss anything on this show because it's, it's like a, a sitcom. Like, you miss <laughs> you're going to get lost. So go back and watch and check us out and come back and um, check us out on this one. So, you know, yesterday you talked about how you had some interaction with some, some grown men and, uh, they said instead of asking for your phone number, they asked for you to follow them. Like, what's up with that? Right. So, interestingly enough, one was at a an event, right, a right. concert, if you will. The other was at the gym. So, with the concert, standing there and 
just interacting, you know, I'll talk to anybody who is going to engage me or vice versa. If they want to talk to me, I'll definitely talk to them. So we're having this conversation between songs or between sets, if you will. But, you know, once the the, uh, the concert started, once New Edition got on stage, it's like, OK, look, man, I got routines to do. OK, I got I'm, I've been I've been waiting on this like for years, all six. Right. right? right. And so he's continuing to talk and like you know, in my face and that sort of thing. And so he did. Now, this one did ask for my phone number. And I was like, oh, you know, I really don't I don't really give it out. But for whatever reason, OK, fine. Here, take it. That's fine. But yeah. then he goes. So tell me, you know, what, what's your IG handle? Because I want to go ahead and follow you on IG and maybe I can. And then he started t- talking about, and you know, at that point, I just tapped out. <laughs> so I was like, I don't understand. Like, that's where we're supposed to start our conversation. Like, right, in the DM. Right, right. this is confusing. So right. fast forward. And I was like, sure, maybe that's a one off. Except I went to the gym two days later and we got this, you know, the hydro massage beds or whatever at Planet Fitness. And so I'm like trying to hop off and get get on to the next thing. And this guy says, hey, you know, and so he starts talking about which Planet Fitnesses we go to and blah, blah, blah. And as I'm leaving the conversation, he's like, hey, um, can I get your IG so maybe, you know, we can talk and I can follow you and maybe we can talk about doing brunch or lunch. Am I not standing right here in front of you? Not that I was going to give you my number, but it's right. the principle of the fact that you confused me because you didn't ask for it. Right. I don't know. Jarvis, you said conversations take place, things place take place differently these days. School your girl. Because I'm confused. You know I look at it like this. Nobody really talks on the phone anymore. So I it's, guess it's kind of... Really? <laughs> like, no, I don't think so. I mean... I so you guys... You and the missus did not talk on the phone. Oh, yes, no doubt. No, we had kind of, but, you but know, these days, kind of like an anomaly when it comes to this whole dating thing. You have my wife and I got together, you know, we okay, so we'll, we we'll, leave, okay, so we'll leave the exception to the rule alone. <laughs> we, got to know each other we, got, we got to know each yeah. other before we got married. You no, know, it's just like it was kind of like old, you school. dated, yeah, we, dated. Like we really dated. We got to know each yeah. other, we found out about each other's parents and stuff. And, yeah. You know, we, we met each other's yeah. families and things before we decided to get married. Like, yeah, you know, I think we date for about a year and a half, almost two years. So I think, mm-hmm. but I don't think people just built like that. I don't think people got time for that. I don't think, you know, I think it's just a matter of, I guess, but on the other side, let me, let me, let me, let me try to help the brothers out, you know, let me help the brothers out to you. I'm going to see if I can try to help the brothers out. You know, I'm always, uh, you know, pound the table for my for my guys, and you know, get right and get linked up with some good women. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's just a matter of people don't want. They feel like it's an invasion of privacy. I know that kind of sounds weird. You know, asking for your phone number. So you know, without so not asking for your phone number may turn into like, okay, well, let me ask for a social media account because you can kind of control that, right? If you give somebody your phone number, they still have your phone number. So if you want to. I don't think it's working. But um, <laughs> if you want to maybe, you know, get rid of the guy, all you can do is all you got to do is just block him on social media and you'll be done with him. Instead of him actually having your phone, real live phone number where you can. There's ways you can. Oh, I can block you on that, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it, you know, 
if I want to. I, I, I mean, may not want to, but but it's a I very mean, interesting concept. So I am listening and and receiving the rationale that you're giving, and and those those rationales could be very viable. Something right. to, something to think about because right, right. you're right. We are living in a different day and age, a different day and time, and people move differently. So yeah. because they're moving differently in all aspects of their lives, maybe they're moving a little bit differently in this space too. It was just new to me that I'm standing in your face and the options that you went forward to DM me while you're asking me to go to brunch, lunch, dinner, what have you. And you're not just asking for the phone number so we can you know, have a conversation or, or talk or whatever. It was just interesting. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Now yeah. I know. Yeah, you know, but you know, wanna, you, yeah, you move differently when you have knowledge, so yeah, you don't want to invade too much, I guess. I guess that's kind of how they look out. But I think now there's one thing that I have to question you about now. Now, you said you're you say you're having a conversation with some people, you know, some colleagues about how you like the drinks. Yeah. And the one thing you said it, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Now you say you don't like your drinks flat, your soda's flat. See, I do like them semi-flat, semi-flat. Yes, yes. So, and it's funny because I'm thinking, okay, I really shouldn't be talking about soda right now or drinking soda because I'm going to the acupuncturist and I'm supposed to really drink water before, during, and after acupuncture. So acupuncture is a good look, by the way. But anyway, yeah, when I drink like my Sprite, I get a Sprite at State Farm because they don't have any non-carbonated beverages. Mm -hmm. I put my ice deep in my cup and I leave it in the media room and then I go off and do what I'm going to do. My pregame hit for the Hawks, so on and so forth. And then I come back and it's just slightly watered down because I just don't like that burn. I don't like that burn. That's too much for me. So it's just slightly, slightly flat huh. as opposed to the strong, strong. Now, that's very interesting uh, because, you know, I don't really drink sodas now because I'm trying to watch my figure. You know, trying yeah. to, you know I'm turning 40 this year, so. Uh, you know, I'm getting ready to take my shirt off for the summer. You know, that, that's that's my, that's my goal in life. I can't drink sodas, but when I did drink sodas, I like things strong. I need it. I'm talking about as soon as you pop that can, you that like that that's, that's, that lets me know. And that bad boy cold, it just lets me know that, hey, it's on and popping. I'm ready to get this thing going. But the semi-flat, though, okay, all right. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, you know what? Speaking of getting going and speaking of on and popping, hopefully the Braves get it going tonight and we'll talk to you guys about a win, getting a dub in that nice. opening day game. So we'll definitely talk to you guys about that tomorrow. We'll be watching to see what happens with Tiger and we'll also look into previewing Hawks Heat and talk about the games today that have ramifications or tonight that have ramifications on the Hawks bid to not just get into the play in but possibly to host the game. So, As always, we appreciate you stopping by ATL Day 1s. Come back tomorrow, and we'll talk again. See ya. See ya tomorrow. Please come back.